Hey guys, it's Christopher Lewis and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating the marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. Yes, we do. We've got you covered. All right, guys, we've got a great episode today that we are going to jump into right away. Jamie, hi. Let's just say our quick highs and let's get on with this one. We've got a great guest and she's actually a returning guest. And uh, mm -hmm. we have this, uh, let's just get right into it. So we are super excited to have this guest back on our show. This gorgeous beauty is a licensed therapist who really knows her shit, as it was proven by amazing response we had received from the first time she appeared on our show back in January. I mean, I could literally come up with a thousand excuses to go to therapy just to sit on a session with her. Wow. Please welcome back the incredible Jamie Lynn to the show. Oh, thank yeah. you guys. I'm gonna play that a hundred million yeah. times again. <laughs> it's my favorite part. <laughs> oh my God, so I'm gonna have to just let everyone know, and I don't think I told you this, so we met up last night just to go over a couple of things, yeah. not about today and just about some other things for the future, but um, she was saying, I played that intro, like to let him, just to let them know, I gotta get it I was her. like, I, I told Chris, I was like, so your intro was like my favorite part. It's like my daily <laughs> affirmation. <laughs> I was like, I put that thing on repeat like so many times. He's so good at but that. But he was like, it was actually like very touching. You know, I was surprised. I could tell that he took time with it and I could, he was very thoughtful about it. And, um, and he had had, he had had to have done some research on me prior yeah. and I, I appreciated the time that thank you took. You. So thank you. I appreciate you. that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. She goes, when I'm feeling the bad mood, I push play. When I do this, I push play. <laughs> yeah. like, People walk into my office. That's what they hear. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh no, we're here, aren't we? Yes, we are. Well, so. after we, I will say after we had her on our show, um, back in January, I've actually called her and paid Oh, great. To have her help me nice. with um, navigating some of my relationship things. So I, I think that's great. I think this is why you're mm -hmm. back because the first one, I, the first show you did with us got so many great reviews and <clears throat> stuff. Oh, that that's so you're good. You're like a resident therapist now. Mm -hmm. so. Well, I, sign me up, guys. I'm yeah, ready. I'm here for one. it. Yes. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need you. So that's why well, you're back Well, I'm, I'm happy that it got good feedback. You know, I really love this stuff. I'm super passionate about it. And I... I'm glad that your viewers found the information helpful, you Good. know, because that's, that's what I want. I want Great. it to be useful information that people can actually apply. You know, I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like, so how do you feel all the time? <laughs> you know, what's going on with your life today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She definitely didn't do that for me. <laughs> she called me on my shit and she was like, listen, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I don't know if I should be happy about this. Or... It's my favorite kind of therapist. You and let then people she would know. tell me, she'd be like, look, do you want to be better? And I'm like, yeah, I do want to be better. And right. she's like, then you need to utilize X, Y, and Z. So I'm like, all right. And then the next, she called me out. Did you do this? And I'm like, fuck, I did do this, but I don't want to do that. Okay. Do you want to be better? And I'm like, yeah. Then you need to fucking do this. <laughs> You're like a drill sergeant in boot camp. Look at you. That's I, great. God, well, I hope that's not how my clients feel. <laughs> but, uh... but you know what I mean? You, it seems like you lay it, like you you listen, but you also tell them, look, I mean, it's you give them the hard choices because if you're here, you're, you're wanting mm -hmm. help. Look, I'm not a bullshitter. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm very direct. I'm extremely compassionate, but there's a balance to it. And look, people are coming to me because, well, most people are coming to me because there's an issue in their life and they're not satisfied with something. If you want results, I can help you with that. I can absolutely lay out, like most times, lay out a, a, a way or create a plan, a treatment plan. Mm -hmm. And I can give you tools that are absolutely going to improve your life, add value and make it better. Um, but I can't do it for you. Yeah. 
Right. You know. Yeah. And I know a lot of a, a lot of a lot of people's experiences in therapy. There are amazing therapists out there. I'm not knocking it, but a lot of people's experiences in therapy versus when they come to me after they they they're like, wow, I've never had anything like this before. Um, because a lot of therapists are extremely compassionate, but mm -hmm. they don't give a lot of feedback and they don't give a lot of psychoeducation or information. They don't, you know, I, I've seen that people get all this awareness in therapy, right? Which is valuable, but it's like, all right, so you know why now what? Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm, what are you going to do with why? <laughs> yeah. You know? Do you feel like a lot of therapists, I'm, I'm just hearing what you're saying though. I feel like a lot of therapists, I feel like they coddle you along the way. Uh -huh. And that's why I kind of like, it's almost like you're a coach where you're like that hard coach, but in a good way, I'm saying, because and yeah. most people need that where it might actually deject some people and make them feel like, Ooh, this is, I don't, I can't be with her. She's a little there's too a balance. There's a balance to it. There's mm -hmm. a balance to it. Um, there, there is that, there is that compassion. There is that compassion, but, uh, I only wallow with people for so long, <laughs> uh, before, before I'm like, all right, well, we know you're sad and we know this is a problem in your life. What would you like to do about it? Okay. How long did it take with this one for you to jump down? Uh, Jamie's, Jamie, I mean, I, I, I was respecting confidentiality. I right. wouldn't disclose her, you know, reaching out to me or anything like that. She introduced it. So, um, you know, I can say that, yes, we did work together. Um, I don't want to, I, I, you know, yeah, I want to be really, about, well, look, I, I want to be yeah. really respectful and of what I'm Jamie's you comfortable, yes. you know, sharing. So right. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm okay with it. Like I will say like in the beginning, I, not that I tried to like bulldoze you, but she was like, you have a lot of childhood trauma. And I was like, no, I don't. And she I was like, it makes me feel uncomfortable when you say childhood trauma okay. and she goes, okay, then let me word it like this for you. <laughs> and, and that's what she did. But yeah. she was like, Jamie, it's the same shit. And I'm like, well, when you say like childhood trauma, it makes me feel because I don't look at my childhood like yeah. it was so traumatic of course um but she was like quick to like I said she, like you're not gonna fucking bulldoze this and I'm gonna call you on your shit and I feel like for me that she read the situation nice. it was a good approach for me and what I needed great yeah and you know you're not always gonna vibe with everybody of course. um the thing is is I have to connect to myself first and foremost I have to be really true and I know that I have good intent for anybody that I work with, and I know that I'm genuinely there to help. And you them. give them their. I'm sure you give your all every time. Every I really do. All, I really know. do. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really do, and I think that people can sense that even if they don't like my approach. I think people can sense that um, I'm for them. Good. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I connect to who I am, and if it vibes with you, great. If it doesn't, well, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, move along, move along. <laughs> Well, you vibe with us very well. That's why you're yeah. back here. I mean, so the, and, our, yeah. and our audience loves you too, by oh, the way. So amazing. that's why you're back. All right, guys. So this is going to be a good one. We have a lot to talk about this one. And that's something that uh, Jamie Lynn had uh, presented on her first time she was on the show. But we're going to deep dive into this one today. Um, but we're gonna, we have a topic of choice about this one. It's called Sleeping with the Enemy. Dating and recognizing the signs of a narcissist before you get too deep into the relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to discuss today. So I guess what we're going to talk about is how to, how would we say this? Recognizing Identify? this, identifying. Yes. Thank well, you. Well, I think one of the things, cause I did a little bit of like a poll on my Instagram or whatever, kind of seeing what people wanted to hear. Um, and one of the most popular things that I got are people want to know how to recognize a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Um, people want to know how to heal from narcissistic relationships and people want to know how to tell the difference between a regular guy and asshole and a narcissist. So um, that was the one that I think got the most is, is how can you tell if a guy is just being a dick versus him being a nar guy I or girl? Like sorry, guy or girl. Girls but label 
exes, narcissists. I'm all telling the time. you, yeah. it's so they, annoying. You're like cur- everyone's a fucking narcissist. If a how about guy you have, look in the mirror, it, it, look if if a guy, I can't even tell you how many people come to me and they're like, my ex is a narcissist. And I'm like, but he's not though. He's right. really not. Um, he's he, he's an asshole, or he's not that interested in you. See that that's another thing that I think people don't consider is is that sometimes behavior is read as narcissistic, but it's really a lack of interest. Got it. It's a lack right. of interest. Sometimes people just aren't that into you, and somebody will be like, "Oh, well, they don't care. They have a problem with attachment." Um, well, she was on her phone at dinner all night, so she's selfish, and, and it's like, well, she just doesn't want to be right, there. Right? Yeah, she's bored. You know. Words, yeah. right? okay. Sometimes, sometimes that's an element that we don't really consider, right? So uh, those things, they influence uh, how we label people. So it's important to have a discussion around those things. But um, I can go into a little bit of a little bit of that. Um, yeah, let's let's talk. Let's start with that and just talk about let's say you're on. Let's, let's talk about, I guess, once again, some of the situational signs at the beginning of something, which it's not going to, which I think um, we all know, it's not going to flesh itself out mm-hmm. immediately because it's going to take time to. That's the key. These up, okay? That really is okay. the key. Look, I think. I think we all uh, are, are intuitive, uh, spiritual beings, and I think that we can sense things uh, before we uh, can objectively like label it, you mm-hmm. know. And it's kind of tapping into that. So that's the number one thing. If you feel off around somebody, you just pay attention to that. It doesn't really matter if they're a narcissist or an asshole or whatever. Just don't be around that person, right. you know. But uh, if you have a sense of look, you got to go with your gut. Really, like. Go with your gut. Don't like I see so many people excuse, rationalize and minimize behavior at the beginning of a relationship. And it's usually usually when I talk to women or I talk to men, I'm like, go back to the beginning. Was there anything that you notice now that was kind of like, huh? That's your clue. Right. That's your sign. A lot of times. Okay. if you're rationalizing in a way. That's usually a sign that you're dealing with. You need to pay more attention to that behavior and see if it follows a particular pattern. Okay. okay. okay? Just kind of pay attention to it. Okay. Um, narcissists don't change behavior. And narcissist is a, it's a character trait. Okay. That means it's pervasive. It's across uh, multiple settings. You can't turn on narcissism and turn it off. Okay. Right. You can be an asshole sometimes <laughs> and not be an asshole. Right. Like yes. that is, that, that is, that is, uh, uh, that there's more flexibility. I'll call that a character flaw. That <laughs> well, happens, that, right? There you go. I like character that. Flaw. I was trying to think, you know, yeah, I, I know. So wait, why are you waiting for it? I go, you know, I just, it, just, it just screams character flaw. You know, you You're, can be an asshole a minute and then be a good guy the next minute. But I love that. That's my character flaw. I mean, I'm not an asshole, but I, I like to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend goes, I'll you know what? It. She goes, I, you're such a good guy, but there's a little bit enough of a dick in you that just keeps it interesting. I go, thanks, honey. I think a lot you of know. girls actually kind of like that, yeah, you know? Right. Um, it's it's the masculinity, though, that they like. It's not really the assholeism. It's just that that's really actually what they're probably attracted to. Um, so... With narcissism, okay, there is no empathy, there is no remorse. Mm -hmm. You will see a superficial uh, attachment to things. Um, I took a few notes here, too, because I was like, I don't want to lose my train of thought and mess this one up. Yeah, Um, This this is a good topic. we got to stay on track with this one. So, you know, uh, uh, narcissists are always about power and control. They're always going to have an agenda. 
So, you know, they might present with some traits that, that are kind, mm-hmm. um, but they're not going to do that across every situation and with everybody. A kind person is going to be a kind person and they might have moments where they're not. A narcissist is always going to be uh, looking to get validation from other people. They're going to be looking for ways to leverage the situation. If they're kind, it's only for their own personal gain. They are only behaving in a way that serves their interests. Mm-hmm. So um, watch how they behave when they're not in front of an audience, okay? Are like, they might be kind to, you know, your mom when they're meeting her for the first time, but are they kind to the waiter when it's just you and them at dinner? Got it, Mm -hmm. You know, like pay attention to those things. So, you know, if there's no like, uh, re- reward or public reward or or reason for them to behave kindly like how are they are those traits being are they showing are they being empathetic when it's just you and them and you're upset about something are they being caring or are they being dismissive okay, okay? Um, even an asshole is going to have empathy and remorse okay right. even an asshole is going to be worried about what's going on here's the thing with an asshole as well not not everybody that is a jerk is a narcissist. Every narcissist is certainly a jerk or an asshole, okay? So you wanna you wanna like um sorry, I'm just kinda like reading over some of my it's notes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. An asshole can be like really childish. Yes. Okay. They yes. tend to have more of like a childish vibe and they can be like, I guess, like socially awkward. So they they're pout. They get pouty. And yes. Stuff. Right. You know, there's mm-hmm. an emotional immaturity to them. And, and there is with narcissism as well. But again, narcissist is pervasive with somebody being a jerk or an asshole that you're going to see moments where they're being reactive. Okay. They're not going to be reactive across, you know, the board. But do they pout in a way of like saying like, let's say like, an, for instance, an asshole when they have a little temper tantrum or whatever, and it's just like, they're just fed up and they're just spouting off because they're mad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, does a narcissist do that in that same way? Like, you know, will they have like a, like a, like, you know, like a little baby fit, you know, does absolutely a narcissist do that? narcissism okay. is one big temper tantrum. Okay. It is an adult temper tantrum. Um, but again, you're going to see that across multiple settings. They're there. They have trouble with interpersonal relationships. Whereas somebody that is having moments or periods of, you know, being a jerk mm-hmm. is, is still going to be able to maintain some close relationships, you know? Um, also with this, a narcissist is not going to ever correct their behavior, okay. ever, 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 ever. You bring something to their attention, it doesn't matter. It is completely dismissed, okay? You might see a superficial change. That's only because it's part of the abuse cycle, and they're just trying to get you back in. You'll see it go back to that same pattern. Whereas somebody that that is is having moments or periods of time where they're being a jerk and inconsiderate and rude, they're going to be able to correct their behavior. A narcissist cannot correct their behavior. Okay? Why can they not, though? Because um, they don't perceive that there is a problem. You are the problem. They are not the problem. Okay. okay? So if I'm bringing something to their attention, uh, you're the problem. You need to do something better. You should work harder. You should try harder. But how do they spin it back to you when it's, let's say, for instance, where it's like, oh, honey, you know, I'm really sorry that I said that, blah, blah. blah. It's to that point to where they need to get you back on on the page with them. So how Mm -hmm. does that... When you're yelling or, or changing up or gaslighting someone and ta- mm-hmm. making it all about, no, you're the crazy one, not me. Yes. How do they spin it back in a way to where it's like, oh, now I have you back in my grasp again because... Well, they do a few things. Okay. Um, so this is part of the reconciliation phase of the cycle of mm-hmm. abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the main point in the cycle. It is saying and doing whatever it takes to get you back in. 
okay? And look, you need to evaluate the pattern of behavior. That's the key. It's a pattern of behavior versus a moment. That's the big difference between being able to tell the difference between a jerk and a narcissist, okay? So the pattern of behavior is going to be idealization, devaluation, discard, hoover. Okay, that is the cycle of abuse and I can go into that um, more specifically if you guys want to. But when you're in a reconciliation phase, they're going to do whatever works. So if, if and that could be kindness, okay? Mm-hmm. If kindness works, then they're going to be kind. But let's just say they sent you flowers and you ignore it. Well, now they might blast you on social media. Oh, God. Okay, it. now they might right. be mean and they might say, well, I'm going to post your nude pics everywhere. Because they were dejected at that point. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's just about leveraging whatever mm-hmm. they can. Or maybe they use guilt, right? Oh, you're breaking apart our family. Okay. Right. Or maybe they're just, you're the only one that knows how to push my buttons, you and your mom. Wow. Mm. You know? And so. when confronted, why do they get angry? Well, not unsophisticated narcissism. Well, they will use rage, right? They all have rage, but not everybody knows how to have that emotional control. Mm-hmm. A more sophisticated, more uh, psychopathic narcissist is going to have more control. Like a calm, like just like it's they'll that, stand there it's and just that look at cold, you like It's that cold, yeah. like, you know, you're going to get it. Okay. Are they disconnected? Uh, they're always disconnected. They don't feel anything. Um, they don't feel love. They don't feel care. They feel power and they feel control. That's That's what they feel. And how does someone fall into this type of behavior? Is it a learned behavior? Um, you know, I th- there's a whole nature-nurture discussion about this in my field where they feel like this is more psychopath versus sociopath, mm-hmm. so not necessarily narcissism. But there, you know, there is, you know, obviously narcissism within those two scopes. So psychopathology there's an argument for that being more genetic, whereas okay. sociopathy or is more nature nurture, more your environment. That's the argument. That's right. See, the, and that's the one that I, I, from the question you just asked, from what I see, and, I'm, and I want to take from the socio pers- mm-hmm. perspective of it, is where, um, like the product of your environment, like let's say, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use a guy. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of women like this as well, but it's that guy where he's being adored since a young age, or he's saying that anything that from his, let's say, for, even from his parents or peers, everything you do is right. You know, you can't do any wrong, or you 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 learn from your friends that they just look up to you. They like they adore you, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts from. So anything that you do, you're always like, I always say it's that bully at the school or whatever like that. That just all the friends are like, oh yeah, you know, he's the good looking like jock, da da, whatever. I'm using movie scenarios, by the yeah. way. And they're just, and they can do no wrong. You know, their whole life is almost like this gold platter life. And all of a sudden they, they, they feel it, they believe it and they become that, you know, whether they step on anyone along the way, right. Or if they push anyone around, they're not doing anything wrong at all. You know, it's, it's the biff of like fucking like back to the future. Oh my God. In theory it is. And like, and it is, I mean, I'm just saying like in that lighter form of it, because it's like, who's going to, who's going to say no to you? Who's going to like stop you from being the way you are? Yeah, you know. So I mean, am I stepping on a line here? Is that close enough? You know, I think uh, I don't know. I have a unique perspective on it. Um, I think narcissists and empaths are two sides of the same coin. Okay. Um, I I think that they are both uh, uh, extreme responses to uh, trauma. Okay. And uh, I think that they are both ways that you um, you cope with it. 
So a narcissist is going to completely detach and become self-centered and self-serving. Whereas an empath, um, again, copes by pleasing other people, putting right. other people's needs above their own, placating behavior. Oh, yeah, that's a good Do one. Being really in tune. Um, I don't necessarily think an empath uh, plays the victim card. I, 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 I can see a narcissist playing the victim, victim card. Yeah. An empath is, is, is a giver. An empath is a truth seeker. Uh, they're very honest, very caring. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll die on, on, you know, they'll, you know, die on the sword. <laughs> like right. they'll throw themselves on the altar for somebody. Okay. You know, it doesn't matter how badly somebody has been mistreated and, and it, it's, it's really easy to manipulate an empath if you don't know what you are. Right. So in theory, it's almost like saying that type of person in the lightest form of it, I'm not, I'm not the deepest form. It's just almost like a people pleaser in theory. Yeah. Well, an empath is, is very in tune with other people's emotions. And I think that they had to be, or develop that as a survival skill set, just like a narcissist. Um, and they feel things that, uh, you know, your run of the mill average person isn't that in tune with a narcissist or like an empath is extremely dialed in. You're very, very sensitive to the energies of other people. If you find yourself being exhausted around other people, if you find, um, if you find you can't listen to certain music, if you find yourself crying on a, you know, a, a commercial, you're probably an empath. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you're probably an empath. <laughs> That's funny. You know, right. um, so you have to, you have to really, really protect your space. Okay. Um, but those character traits are extremely easy to employ. Exploit by just regular people and especially by narcissists because all you have to do with an empath is just be upset. Oh, yeah. Just be a little upset and you've got that empath in your hand. Okay. Mm-hmm. God, they almost like force someone to be a narcissist at um, that point. <laughs> what do you think that there is a healthy amount of narcissism? Yeah, I do. Look, I think I think we all have narcissistic traits. Okay, us getting ready in what? the morning is a, <laughs> us getting ready in the morning is a narcissistic trait. I had somebody the other day say, "You're a narcissist" because I posted a selfie, and I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> I'm like, "I could." Use, I'm like, "I just don't even have the energy for you this get right a narcissist. now." <laughs> you get a narcissist. You get a narcissist. You get a narcissist. They were like, "It's ironic that you are the biggest narcissist of them all," and I'm like, "Okay." Oh. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Jamie the other day when I asked her to come back on the show. Like yes, I would love to. I go. I think I might be a narcissist. Like not, 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 not even. He did so I started that. telling all my little signs, and I go, I go, but I, but I feel like I call it my dark side, and that was one of our subjects yeah. we were going to talk about. Um, one of the topics, and she goes. Chris, you're not one. She goes, Chris, you're too empathetic and you and you care too much I about agree. things. And I go, you're okay, not a thank narcissist. God. But she said that a lot of a lot of people have narcissistic tendencies, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I probably it's just, do. We all do. We, she look, said. we we all do, mm-hmm. you guys. The thing is, is that. It, this term has been so overused and there is a difference between somebody having narcissistic traits and then being a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Like y- just because somebody is having a moment of being selfish doesn't mean that it's a ca- like a personality that they're a selfish person. Right. Even if it's two you know? days in a row. Can you, <laughs> <laughs> can you identify or call out a narcissistic blah, 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 trait in Chris and me? Um, yeah. Okay. You got ready today and you put on makeup. That's a narcissistic trait. Okay. Oh, wow. It's easy as that. Yeah. yeah. It's what about because him? it's a narcissistic trait. I um, woke up this morning. <laughs> uh, well, you, you just, you just asked me that question. So you want to know about yourself. Yeah. You want to talk about yourself. Narcissistic right. trait. Yeah. I know? love talking about myself. Uh, you know, so I, you I can really peg that on anyone. I, you, yeah. you really, you really can guys. And the thing is, is that like, look with, with in the DSM, if I'm going to, 
diagnose somebody with NPD, it is different than being an actual narcissist. Okay. NPD, you, you have the narcissistic traits Mm -hmm. and, and look, they are things like grandiosity, superiority, a lack of empathy, a lack of remorse. These are the bigger things that you need to diagnose somebody with this. Okay. But they recognize it causes an impairment in their life. Okay. Okay. A narcissist, there's no problem. Right. Man. Doesn't bother me at all. You have the problem. Okay, so again, big distinction. Yeah. But just we you all saying have, that, sorry yes. I didn't cut you off, but mm-hmm. just you saying that, I was like, I, it just it would make me tired trying to be that way every day, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, think about what you just said. It's I like know, the day in, day out of that. you are a pleaser and more right. of an empath, so I could see you right. but I also taking flip, the blame. I also flip, though, and turn that opposite way where I'm like, you know, fuck it, it's conflict. my time of day, da, da, da. No, I mean, I'll, like, I'll turn into that thing where I'm like she said, but it's in moments and flashes, but not all the time. And yeah. I was like, that would be exhausting being that way every day for me. Um, well, well for I mean, me. yeah, for, 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 me. for you, because it's, narcissist. right, exactly. It's not, it's not in your nature for you. That would require effort. And that yeah. was kind of why I was saying, I was like, you're not because, and I think that's <clears throat> kind of what I was talking to you about. I was like, you'd actually have to try to be, yeah, right. Because you can't not consider other people. You have moments where you know somebody thumbs your salmon and you get a little upset uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on. okay so when i called her the other five, yes oh she's so funny so i called jimmy and i go oh my god can you do our sugar and so i got on the phone with her so we could set up a time and she's like hey let's talk i'm, I'm about to go in the therapy says but i have a minute so i call her she goes she goes so i go i'm sorry i couldn't talk to you because i'm at the store right now and i'm sorry i'm a little late calling she goes did someone thumb your salmon? And I go, oh my God, you brought it back full circle, which is yes. great. No, Joe no. used to say that too. He's like, I can never look at salmon the same. I always you, think of Chris. Yeah. I go to the store every time and I watch them like a hawk now going, oh my God. you better not thumb it. I will tee off on you, mister. I don't care what's going on. But see, that, that is a good example okay. of somebody having a moment. Okay, versus like, you're not like that all the time. A narcissist is going to be like that all the time. However, they may be able to control what people see but at the end of the day that rage is there right Mm. another good distinction kind of cycling back a little bit um between just a narcissist and and just a a jerk is a narcissist has to isolate you okay they're going to isolate you from any kind of support system friends and family okay you know a jerk may not like certain things about your relationships but they're not necessarily trying to take you away or completely remove you from any support system in order for a narcissist to to abuse you, isolation is is a very very crucial thing that has to happen. Okay. And and just to reiterate this too, if you bring something to a jerk's attention, they have the ability to change the behavior. Right. And a lot of times they will try to because there's that empathy and there's that remorse and they care about maintaining personal relationships. Okay. A narcissist does not. Okay. They are only caring about the image or the facade that they're presenting to other people. You bring something to a narcissist's attention, it's your problem. It's not theirs. They don't need to change. You need to get in line. Right. Okay. So those, again, differences. And and you're not always going to see these things right, right away, but you are going to be able to feel it. Okay. If you are hypervigilant around somebody, you're most likely dealing with a narcissist. If you feel like you need to record your actions and you need to write things down, you are most likely dealing with a narcissist. Oh, man. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's talk about the signs. I, I wrote nine signs and you can fill this in the blanks here. I go, nine signs you're dating a narcissist and how to, I put in how to get out. Um, they how have, to get out. Well, they have a charming first impression. <laughs> yeah, Charming first impression, hogging uh -huh. the conversation, mm -hmm. feeding off compliments, lacking empathy, no long-term friends, picking on you, gaslighting you, thinking they're always right. So these mm -hmm. are things you've been discussing. And um, Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. those, those, are, those are the big things. No empathy, no remorse. Everything is about validation. So um, it's all about narcissistic supply. Okay. You know, they have no, no sense of self. Um, ever, everything that they do, they live and breathe off of your praise. Um, they don't function without it. So they are going to create chaos um, and disruption in your life because your emotional reaction is their narcissistic supply. Right. It is their reward. Whether you're happy or praising them or you're mad at them, it is all narcissistic supply and it feeds them. It's their food. It's what they live on. You want to punish a narcissist? Act like they don't exist. Got it. Got it. I, you made me think of something. Um, how does um, one find their prey? Let's just put it that way. Like I, mm. for instance, like, do they pick on a certain type of person that fits the mold of that? They, you know, they're, they're, they're smart enough to seek it out. I know that for a fact. So. Not necessarily. No? I'll tell you this. Okay. This is something that probably people don't consider. <clears throat> and I don't really hear people talk about this, but I, I, I hear women, women come to me all the time, right? And they're in these pattern relationships mm -hmm. where they keep dating these jerks or these narcissists. And they're like, what is it about me? You know, do I have a red flag over my head? And I was like, nope, because they did the same thing to me and they did the same thing to this person right. and they did the same thing to this person. The trouble is, is that you entertained it. Okay. Mm. You continued to engage with it. You continued to allow your boundaries to be violated for whatever reason, you know, um, circumstances, you know, whatever, like it's your engagement, your continued engagement with them because look, there are there are narcissists that will uh, there there is targeting that occurs within yeah. these relationships, right? There, I could tell you, a, a narcissist is not likely going to be a low a low bred narcissist is not likely to going to be seeking me out. Okay, I'm not going to have a lot of the character traits that they're looking for. Um, a, a, a high value on a person in a position of power, CEO, hundred percent would right. would most likely seek me saying. out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so they're, they're going to target different things. They're looking for certain character traits and, uh, residual benefits that they can get from specific victims, but it kind of depends what type of narcissist you are. Okay. If you have a narcissist, that's kind of like lower in lower cognitive functioning, they're going to be looking for somebody that's insecure, that doesn't feel good about themselves, right. that, uh, you know, is more likely to tolerate their bad, abusive, overtly abusive behavior. Whereas, uh, let's say I got a CEO of a company and, and they're, they're narcissistic. They're going to be looking for somebody more sophisticated, somebody that has some accolades that makes them look good. Okay. But, well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying with that. Because I was just uh, wondering if sometimes they actually go for... And the reason why I was asking, because I, I mean, just... I always want to date someone that's going to make me look good. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I guess Sorry. what I'm thinking of the fact is like, I feel like, you know, everyone has like, I, I, I say this thing where everybody has their, um, their dating lane, you know, mm -hmm. in theory. And I, and I see what, you know, I get what you're getting at, but I always feel like there's something that they can pick up on, you know, that might just be. Yeah, I can see that in this person. And, and it's, well, it could be an energy. It could be I, whatever I'm going to actually agree with you on okay. that. 
I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, Because that was actually kind of what came to mind when you just said that. I was like, energy, it's their energy. Right. Because I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's moments in my life where I could literally scan a room and Mm -hmm. see that girl that's just not talking to everyone, but she's she's super cute, but she's just a little less, you know, I love a strong, powerful woman, don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. But then there's that one, I'm like, yeah, that's the one right there. And I can walk up there and all of a sudden just be in like Flint with that and just entertain it all day. Well, that's that spiritual component Mm -hmm. that's very much a part of just human nature. Okay. You know, we, we know things, we, we know things. And, and again, this is how you tell if somebody's just like they can tell if you're like, maybe like good prey, you can, you can use that same thing to tell if they're a predator, Okay, got you it. know, mm-hmm. it's that, it's that knowing. And I don't know how on earth to intellectually describe that to people because you can't fact check that, you know, right. but that is a spiritual thing. And that is something when you're tapped into your intuition and you pay attention to that feeling, you're going to know you're going to like, we know when people people are for us and we know when people are coming for us, yeah. even if they're being pleasant and nice, Okay, okay. you know? And so I, I agree with you. I do think that in what you're explaining, I do think that there is a certain energy that they can pick up on. I do think that there are also the objective things. Um, like I'm saying that they will kind of deductively go of course, down as of well. Course, yeah. Right. And you can sense that when you start talking with mm-hmm. someone, right? Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. So, and how much they're into you or how much they're reciprocating. I understand yeah. we're back and mm-hmm. forth. So, yeah. Okay. But that's a really good point. Okay. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. So man. I had a couple questions, mm-hmm. um, from like my DMS when I posted yeah. and one of them was, um, how do you break up with a narcissist? Um, well, I mean, that's actually, look, that's an easy question. You just break up with them, right? You end the relationship. The trouble is staying out. Okay. Yeah. okay that's the so real, the, that's the real question. So because the, the follow up mm-hmm. to that was mm-hmm. how do you break up and then how to recover? So healing, healing is a very individualized process, right? And there are specific things that I will have uh, people do that I work with, but I have to kind of know the story uh, directly. There isn't a one size fits all road to healing. Okay. I, I need to know a person's past. I need to know what they're currently dealing with. And, and and if they're actually dealing with a narcissist, you know, cause sometimes people feel like they are and they're not, right. you yeah. know, right. um, I will say you really want to, I have a video on my um, Instagram on how to break attachment. And I would highly suggest listening to that. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of really good information on how to break a bond with an actual narcissist or just somebody you don't really want to connect with. Um, and I would start by, um, I would start by absolutely blocking any kind of any kind of contact with them absolutely if you can you can't always because sometimes you have to co-parent but if if you don't have i would sever all ties even ties with friends right okay Okay. everything you 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 have to be willing to lose it all that's the collateral damage of dealing with a narcissist it really is that's the price that you pay but you'll get everything back if you do it which as we know it's not easy because Mm -hmm. no matter who you are you're going to have some issues of like missing or whatever or love whatever it is it's just all these feelings and stuff it's hard that's not easy. Well, it's a process. It's not. It's, yeah, it's a huge it's process. A, it's a but process. you got to start by just breaking the breaking the you have off to, the band-aid. You have to start yeah. breaking your attachment, mm-hmm. you know. One of the cool things that I like to have people do too is um you know, narcissists do this thing where they create ever presence, okay? So, everywhere you go, you see them. Okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> um and so what I like to do is I was like, I'm going to rewrite this say you go to a restaurant right and i'm like oh i really love this restaurant but it was like your restaurant or like this is the park that you guys would always go down and this is where we walked the dogs or even a song sometimes a song well yes those things are actually very intentionally Mm -hmm. done okay a lot of times right you cologne 
Very intentional. Wait, what do you mean? Um, smells. Smells. They like to trigger your senses. Um, Narcissists do? Yes. Yeah. What? Yes. It creates, it's it's a thing called ever-presence. So when, and they do it even after death. Wow. <laughs> what kidding. do you mean? That's deep. Even, no, even <laughs> after a narcissist passes away, they intuitively or intentionally create reminders for their victims of their power and control over them. And right. they do that through their senses, through music, through places, uh, through friends. Right. It's, it's, but if you're disconnected from them, how, how do they? Because you're not disconnected from them. You have to sever the emotional attachment, which is kind of what I'm trying. If, it, if you are not connected emotionally, these things won't affect you, right? right? But you have to kind of, you have to undo the attachment. And one of the ways that watch watch my video on okay. that where I go into and a lot more video, detail. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where I have is your, the video? I have your Instagram oh, yeah. pulled up here. Is it okay. a real? Yeah, which which one is it? Because I'm looking at it as well. I would go. Can you go into the IG video section? Oh wait, they don't they have it anymore. Them. They uh, go down. Keep going down, down, down. Okay, right. It's where I'm wearing the blue shirt. That awesome. one. Yep. And explain this again. So oh. this is on how to break attachment. Hi, that's me. Hi, um, hi you. Hi. Uh, <laughs> let me get the audio for this. Oh, and I really kind great. of, I, I really have some very practical things. Um, I wanted to pop on here really quick and do um, just an IG video. This is going to be new for me, my first kind of time doing this on my own. But uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. My name is Jamie Lynn. And um, one of the things that I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people struggle with right now is attachment. And so I thought I'd pop on here and give you guys some kind of tips and tools that could be helpful in, in healing from like unhealthy attachments or relationships that have that have ended. So yeah, so let's jump right in. Um, a, I think the first thing- Is there thing, a specific part of the video? Cause it's 10 right. minutes. So well, I, was, I mean, we can just say that people just need yeah, this. to be check, check, it out. check it out. Yeah, sure, ch but, check it out. Yeah. Um, I have a few, I have a few things on there that mm -hmm. I think, um, I think it's good practical information, whether you're dealing with a narcissist or you just don't want to be connected to somebody. They don't have to be a bad person. You just right. might you just might say like, yeah, I just don't want to be emotionally triggered. And these things are very practical tools okay. on how to help people um, break that emotional bond. Now, there is additional work to do when it comes to healing, right? Because I think mind, body, soul, mm -hmm. like this is a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. This is an attachment, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think I think, you know, Check these things out. Okay. See, give me your feedback. Let right. me know if it was helpful or not. Right. Yeah. You, know, you know, the I'm funny part about like narcissism, it. it's like, and you were talking about even in death with the smells and senses and all mm -hmm. these things. It, it happens in the lightest form of even when you're in a good relationship, you had the breakup and all of a sudden mm -hmm. you just the memories and just yes. the, oh my God, it smells like such and such. So these are just even the lighter forms of I had to work through it. a lot of that with mm -hmm. her, mm -hmm. which was like out of the norm for me, okay. especially mm -hmm. since it wasn't... Yeah, okay. so she helped me and work through a, a lot of And that was a major attachment, basically. Yeah, you know, you know, if I can comment on yes, it. Yes, please. Um, you know, with with Jamie's a, a very, very strong, um, you know, woman, mm -hmm. very independent. And so any, um, she has a negative meaning uh, attached to any kind of vulnerability. Right. Right, there's a very strong need to protect herself. Um, so childhood trauma, right? She's got a negative meaning to that. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, I'm strong. I'm overcoming. You know, I've done, you know, and and we had to change the meaning that she's associating with some of these things because she had been really hurt. She'd been really wounded. And there had been some things that had happened in her life um, that were incredibly painful that she did survive, which mm -hmm. is great. But uh, great job surviving. How are we doing healing? 
Mm. Yeah, and you know me, like I'm not really a crier. No, I think I like not. cried yeah. half my session. <laughs> well, <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> Right, but you're very, very, let it out. Uh, very strong. Like I know, like you're mm -hmm. always like, and you pride yourself on that, but you're also, I like when I see the softness in you as well, which is kind of sweet, you know. And that's her nice true state. Yeah, that, that's definitely. her true state. And yeah. we talked about that, you know. She was, it was very clear that she was holding it in a specific place in her body, okay. a lot of the trauma. So we worked through some of that. Um, but that was a big part of, I think, what we talked about was tapping into your feminine energy because you are extremely feminine, but because she had such a strong need to protect herself, her dominant was her masculine energy and right. that was attracting a certain type of man. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then even like my breath work, she helped me a lot with like my breathing and just um, refocusing okay. that energy in a healthier way, which was big for me. Right. Yeah. And when you do that... Um, it can be a very emotional experience, you know, because again, it release, it opens you up. And I could feel, I could feel that energy from her and I could, I could feel the pain, right? You know, you could feel how much pain she was in and it was tough. You know, I, even, even now, like talking about it, it's like, oh, it's there, you know, and so I know, it makes me feel just yeah. like, oh, I don't know what it is. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, she was, she was so open and, and receptive to feedback and look, all I can do is kind of share the information that I have. It's up to you what you want to do with it. And she really did uh, embrace it, um, you know, full force. And, and she had to do some really tough things. I didn't make it easy on her. Okay. So, well, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's the hard, perfect side. Yeah. That's yeah. a good compliment. It, it was good really, balance. it was really good yeah. for me. I feel like, I mean, since we've been doing this as well, I feel like you've like, you've opened up a lot, you know, like, I mean, you're, there is this side of you that's always super <laughs> soft, which I adore and love about, you know, but there's, but I also know that you're just like, and when you're like that, it's like no one's going to get in your way because you have, you know, you have a plan. You have, you know, where you want to be in your life. You know what you want out of your life. But there's like this plan, and so it's nice to see that even with stuff like this now, where you do open up a lot more and you share more, and I and I appreciate that all yeah, the time. Yeah, so. I think just learning, and I hate to even use the word mm -hmm. balance. Yeah. Um, but it's what I feel like I needed at that time. Mm -hmm. Right. Well. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I like all this stuff. It, it's such a, <laughs> I mean, I'm giggling, but it's like such a fine line. And you asked the question on healing. That was one of the questions yeah. that you had said that one of your fans had said or from when you asked one of your listeners yeah. on what amount of time to heal. And then here's the other one. Do you think they actually love you? Something we were going to so talk about. So that's, let me, I'll touch on that one mm -hmm. first because okay. healing again is a very individualized Correct. process. Um, here, if you're dealing with. I think with, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the truth. Mm -hmm. No, they don't. No, they don't. They do not love you. You are an object to them. Okay? Right. If you're dealing with an actual narcissist, okay? Again, a lot of people are in relationships that don't work or somebody is behaving badly or they're not interested in you and they, they are miscategorizing them as narcissists. But an actual narcissist doesn't feel anything for you. You are only in their life to serve a purpose and that is to validate their existence. Right. You're an object. If you're not useful for them, then you're forgotten about. They can literally forget about you and never think they could be married to you for 30 years. You can have a family with them, all these connections, all these ties. And then they see the shiny thing over here and it's like you never existed. Right. And it really is. They really are not thinking about you. It is only when they need you that you hold any value. And the value is just how it serves them. It's not something that they see in you. You know, a lot of women will misinterpret control for care. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. They will be like, oh, well, how do you know? <laughs> 
I'll, I had this conversation with one of my clients the other the other day. And I was like, well, how do you know he loves you? He's like, well, um, when I don't answer my phone, he gets really upset. Wow. And da, 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 da. And he gets really jealous. That was the other thing that she said. And I was like, well, are there times in your life where, let, like, have you ever been, you know, jealous of a coworker? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, are you in love with your coworker? And she's like, no. And I was like, there you go. Okay. Okay. You can have a jealousy trait and, and, and not have a connection to love. And so that was just one small example that I was giving her on how there really isn't a connection between jealousy and love. But because these people are usually coming from trauma, right? So that's why healing is so important, that they're misinterpreting the control for care. Right. They don't know what healthy care is. So they're like, oh, that somebody is upset. That means they care about me. That is incorrect. Okay. Right. It, it, you know, that upset, that upset is, you know, you're ruffling their feathers, you're disrupting their life, you know, you're not falling in line, they're losing power and control. It's not because they love you. They don't ever love you guys, right. ever. Do well, they feel? I think they feel powerful and I think they like being in control. I think that's what they feel. I don't think that they feel uh, real love. Right. I don't think that they feel compassion towards other people. I think that they feel rage. And that's about it. Okay. But they have to have a sense of feeling of pleasure, um, excitement. When they are stringing along and saying dance, puppet dance this whole time, they have to feel some sense like, oh, look what I can do. That, that's yeah, that's sense power of, though. Okay, well, it's like all right. Self-serving. Yeah. Okay, right, right. No, I understand that. But I guess, you know. I, I guess power, I guess what you're saying, power is pleasing okay. to them, okay. right? Okay, right. um, yeah. it, it is. It is a reward. Um, I, it's hard for me to say to use the same terminology that I would with a in a regular relationship because it's nothing like it. Right. So I really I try to stay away from terms like love or enjoyment or peace or pleasure because they're not really feeling that. But I don't have anything else to compare it to. Um, it's a reward. I guess that's the closest right. thing I can say. You had said something about um, one of your um, patients and or client where patients. they where they um, said. Um, yeah, when you asked him, you know, do you like do you feel like he loves you? And she said, and all she could say was just he he he. It was never like what she felt. Like I feel it was like yeah. he did this or he like he hates when I'm for he does this, and that's signs of control already automatically it's coming out of their mouths. So absolutely, when they can't find a way to put it on themselves, like I need or I want, it's like well they you know they're this or they're that. Oh, like, I did that a lot yeah. in my therapy with her, okay. and she called me out on it. Yeah, because I made it a lot about him, and she right. was like, "Stop doing yeah, that." Yeah, because that you're giving she was them like, power. I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna tell you right now, stop that. Okay, mm -hmm. which means you've given. And up I made power. it. I made excuses. Right. He did this, but and she's like, "No," and she would like reel it back in. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, that's another control thing. It is. Yeah. You know. Um, which I wouldn't have identified in that sense if she wasn't there to help me like work through that those specific things okay. like i i didn't see it in that way okay yeah so i i learned that from from you what what's good if that makes mm -hmm. sense no, no, no. Go ahead. i was gonna yeah. say when i actually help people when they have issues with dating or marriage and yeah. so one of the things that i always stop like how you told her i always say look i'm i'm asking you specifically not what they're doing what are you doing what do you want well i think that we want or they want or he wants or she wants i go no what do you want out of this and they go oh wow <laughs> no one's ever asked me that before. It's like, no yeah. one's ever asked you that. I, I just asked you. I'm sure you get that a lot, but you're so yeah. busy on always saying, well, they, he, she, they said. It's like you lose yourself. You, you know, a lot of people do lose themselves, but mm -hmm. again, it's how they have to survive these toxic relationships. If they consider themselves, it would never work. Right. 
You know, they're always, they have to placate the narcissist behavior in order to survive and maintain it. If they didn't, well, they would be discarded. Right. Wow. Well, if I was a vampire. Do you feel like you've ever. If only if I was a vampire. Have you ever dated a narcissist? Me? Yeah. No, but I have a Why lot of. Why is that I, word so hard for me to I, say? I have a lot of friends. I, I have a, you know, and by the way, guys out there I'm listening like, to this episode, by the way, we have Jamie Lynn and Therapist on our show, and thank you for being here. But there are a lot. It's, it's, this goes both ways. I know a lot of women out there that are freaking control, and they yeah. will throw people away by the wayside, not think twice about mm -hmm. it, and come back for more. And when you, we're not even expecting, they will try to win you back years later just because they know they can. And so mm -hmm. these it's it's just a thing whether it be in the friend zone, mm -hmm. whether it be dating, yeah. it doesn't matter. You don't have to be with this person dating. These are your friends by the way. If you ever have a friend out there that's you feel like, "Oh, you're just all lollygagging and in love with this person, but then yet you know deep down that they can push you aside with not even a drop of a hat." That's probably a narcissist. Yeah. Guys, I dropped the mic. That's what my that. ex said. He was like, "I feel like you can dispose of me at any time and wouldn't care." Who said that? Like, Who said that? One of my exes. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what to do with that. Well, <laughs> like, I think that was a great answer. Well, we know you're not a narcissist, so he's just being a baby. Honestly. If we broke up, you wouldn't care. And I'm like, okay. Like, I just, I, I don't know how to right. respond to that. Right. So. How do you stay with someone and then start seeing that this is going on, but then, you know, you're, you're starting to get your power back, but it's not really time to get out of it. I'm not saying this right, but like, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like I, I'm, I'm going to start like pushing back in a weird way, but you're really not understanding that you should just be getting out of the relationship. What does a narcissist do? Do they dial it up a little bit more or does this? A narcissist doesn't care. Okay. Guys. They just don't give a okay. fuck. Okay? They just see winning. If all the they time. don't. Yeah. Like again, the only reason, uh, uh, somebody on the receiving end is, is fighting back is because they're trying to regain the power and right. they're trying to get regain the control. Just get out. Okay. Get out. Don't worry about like you gotta let your ego die when you're in relationships like this because you are go you are going to have to lose usually a lot. Okay. Okay. You know, to get out. But that's the collateral damage. And believe me, guys, it's worth it. Everything that you lose, you will gain. You have to be willing to take that risk though, because nothing, nothing Nothing can justify or, or warrants being in a relationship with a narcissist, nothing. And a lot of women will, um, or and men, I know I'm using guy, girl all the time, right. but you know, it goes both ways. I, so let yep. me just say that. It's just easier for me to say it this way. Um, <clears throat> a, lot of, a lot of these relationships, um, when there is that fighting back, it's because, you know, I'll just use guy, girl, like the let's say a woman is feeling victimized and she wants to assert herself or regain power and control. You're never going to teach a narcissist a lesson. <laughs> right. You're not, you're not yeah. going to teach like, that's going to be fun for them. Right. And you understand you're just giving them supply. Like you're just rewarding that behavior even more. It's like and watching not, a kid have a tantrum in front of a parent going, you're just like, you yeah. can have your tantrum. And you want to, and you want, and look, this can come from impasse, but you know what? That empath is presenting a narcissistic trait. So this is how okay. these things kind of marry. Okay. That's a narcissistic trait that that empath is having. So, and, and again, like it, it makes sense. They're not like bad or wrong for doing that, but it's like, it's not healthy. Just get out. Like you don't need to, you really want to hurt a narcissist. You really want to get them back. Never well, fucking I, talk to them again yeah. and ignore them. Act like they never existed. Right. Like I got that'll excited. get them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when she said it, yeah. I kind like of you thought there was some magic answer. No, I mean, like, and like, leave. I do, I do yeah. have a, I do have clients that, um, you know, reach out to me and I will respond to their messages, uh, to their narcissist and create something for them. 
Um, and, and that is that, uh, you know, that I know will like tick the buttons. <laughs> mm. That's only when they have to have a relationship with them. Though, like there's kids involved, you know, otherwise I would just say get out. Yeah. Right. Wow. But that's true. There are some cases where you have to continue to co-parent mm-hmm. with that person and it's, fuck, it's yeah, draining. It is. Really yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in, yeah, I had to just cut off like all communication. Right. And like I, it's, I can't even deal with this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think over time you you get to a, a space of indifference where it's like whatever. Well, it's what you do at the time. You know, that's that's kind of, you know, that kind of attests to healing, which was one of your other questions. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you heal? And I, I hear this thing come up all the time. Well, time, 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 time. Absolutely not. It has think, nothing yeah, to think, do with time. So. Right. Nothing to do with time. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with the time. Okay. Okay. Because I know a lot of people that are mad about something that happened thirty years ago. Oh, that's true. And they're true. still just they're yeah. still just as mad about it. Okay. And I know something. You know. And I and I think that you can heal from trauma. I don't think you need years to heal from heal from trauma. I really don't. I think that you can create healing really quickly. Our bodies naturally know how to heal. If I have a cut, my body knows what to do. I don't have to tell my body, "Hey, send the white blood cells and the hemoglobin and the no 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 no." I don't have to do that. You know. So I think it's just kind of tapping into what we intuitively know how to do. And the stuff doesn't take years. Okay. Um, I want to talk about another point of this, um, just from the outside point of view on this thing. Let's say um, someone's with a narcissist or whatever, and um, they, how, how does one ask, and I know that a narcissist will isolate their person they're with. Yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. say a victim or whatever, just their person that they're with. How it's does that person get out there and just say, hey, I need help from a friend or something like that. Like what signs should people on the outside looking into a relationship like this, what, how should they voice it to that person that might be in something like this? Let's, let's talk about the outer version of this. Well, now. I think. Because I'm think, sure all of us have friends that know they see mm-hmm. it and they probably try to say something. The number one thing is you don't want to add to the isolation of the victim, okay? It is really hard for friends and family to watch somebody being victimized mm-hmm. by somebody else. However, what happens is, is they tend to remove themselves from the situation because they're fr- so frustrated by the person going back and being abused and coming to them with the stories. Usually the victim is actually saying what is going on and the family is what tends to pull back. Interesting. Okay. I mean, think of it. Have you ever had a friend that has been in a back and forth relationship um, and you're just so, so tired of hearing it that you're like, I can't just, I can't deal with it. That's what happens in a lot of these relationships. Okay. The victim is also being isolated, but that family isolating themselves also occurs because it's so hard for them to be around it and watch it. Okay. What I would encourage a friend, a family member, anybody that feels they have a loved one that is being psychologically abused, manipulated by a narcissist is to just be honest. Right. With love and compassion. You have to lead with love. You cannot lead with uh, ultimatums. Okay. That doesn't work. (laughs) Um, You lead with concern and you just, and I try to give observable behavior. This is where I try to go in factually and say, Hey, I've seen this, this, and this. And when you know about narcissism, you can kind of point out the pattern. And you can say, well, what do you think about this? Like I had a woman that I was working with just just earlier today. And she went back to her narcissist, right? And she thinks things are going to be different this time. Mm -hmm. Things things have changed. And I was able to say, okay, well, how many times have you done this before? How many times has he said this before? And we're able to actually write these things down. And so she can objectively look at it and see the pattern. I see, I write down the narcissistic pattern and I'm able to see her behavior, his behavior line up with that. And I was like, well, what do you think about that? 
It's like, oh, it's, and you, you're able to kind of see it outside of yourself. Okay. okay. And then, you know, we're, you know, so those things can help. Okay. It can help to objectively look at it, but you need to know enough about this to give people facts. Okay. But what if someone um, also from the flip side, still on the same mm -hmm. um, line, if that person is just more of an introvert and really quiet and doesn't even mm -hmm. express them, like I've been in this, I'm feeling victimized or that, and we're all like, okay, I'm sick of listening, I can't listen anymore. Mm -hmm. What if someone's just not saying anything because they're just so like beaten down at this point in theory, they don't speak, they're already a you know an introvert like I'm saying as it is, how do you let that person know without, because that person's never gonna say anything and you can mm -hmm. see it, mm -hmm. but they're just kind of demure and just kind of like, yeah. you know, well, they don't share. Well, what you're really asking is how do I get them to change their behavior? How do I get them to care? That's how do you get real, them out? <laughs> that's the real question. Yeah. That's a that's a separate question. Okay, all right. Because the, the the question that you initially presented yeah. to me, I answered the first time. Yes, I, you said, did. I said I yeah. said do it with love and compassion. Okay. You're you're this is why you're an empath. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> your your concern is how I'm do loading I loading up my water in my backpack, Jamie. I'm getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but George, see, start like, the engine. Let's go. See, that's that's what so many people face is yeah. um that's what you're really asking is yes. how do I help them? How do I how do I save them? And here's the thing. We can support people, we can't save them. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't. Right. Right. It's got to be something that comes from inside. And, and, I, and, I, and I hear you because that's what I always do. I say, look, I can, I can teach you. I can show you how to do this, but ultimately you have to make the decisions. I can't help you from there. Mm -hmm. I can tell you what you're looking for. I'm not going to tell you what you want me to tell you, but I will tell you what you want me. To, I'm going to tell you what Those I. Those people just aren't ready. Yeah, and that's true. And they're not. But like I said, and like I told, I think you last night, I said, look, if you're going to come with me with your problem, I'm going to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And this is how I st I'm going to stand behind it. And so I can show you what you need to do. The rest is on you. I don't want you to come back to me like three days later and with the same shitty problem because I'm not gonna. Once again, now I'm running away again. I'm not gonna help you. I'm not gonna listen anymore. I'll so listen. So do you see? Do you see how yeah. that dynamic? Yes, I do you did. see how that dynamic? I see my plays. spin, Jamie. I see what just happened there. <laughs> Why do you get me out of this? <laughs> I can't. Sydney, I went down my own path. Look at me. I got my conclusion. George, oh. fuck you. Come back. You're not supporting me back there, man. Where's the other guy in this room? I don't know, man. I know, I know. I just felt You're it. Wrong. I felt it. I am wrong. I just, this is that why wrong. she's so good. I'm not wrong. She just, I just answered my own. I spun it around and came back to myself. Yeah. yeah. Now, wow. I, look, I love that because, like, that's a great teaching moment, right? Yeah. That, like, that was an example of what I was just saying. So, you know, I mean, the stuff, it, it's, that it was really good that that just happened because uh, that was a natural example of how it plays out in real life. Right, right. Yeah. Man, I saw that. But I saw that thing coming too. I just, yeah. I just stared and watched you <laughs> in your seat. Like, <laughs> because the, how many times did that happen to me with her? So right. I, I, I'm like, I see where that's going. I stopped going looking at her because I saw her eyes too, like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, Aww. I saw that. Uh, it's good though. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what, people? You're on your own. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I will always be there to help out as much as I can. Okay. So you, you, talk a lot a lot about like intuition which yes, i love yeah. because um i'm a huge um believer in like we know and mm -hmm. that that gut feeling that intuition and i think a lot of people in general like ignore it um or make excuses mm -hmm. um i had a question from on my dm and i was like oh that's a good question um they said i know but how do i know that she feels the same way or, or she knows. And I'm like, 
um, like he was like for sure and like all in, but his, his reservation was he doesn't oh, like know he doesn't, if she she doesn't. doesn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well then it's not reciprocal. Right. Okay. Then yeah. that's, that's, that's your answer. Because, because he here's the thing know. is, yeah. look, I'm, ass- I'm assuming, I'm assuming that this is a romantic relationship yes, that is. he's interested in. Mm-hmm. If he knows and that's not being reciprocated then no, right. that's not it. That's okay. not your person. It, it's really not because your person's going to pick you. Yeah. Okay. What he's wanting, he's wanting to, he's wanting it to happen so bad and that's fine. But if she's not on board one, it might not be the right time. Right. Okay. So that, so maybe, maybe sometimes we meet people and it's not the right time. So that could be, that could, that could happen. Okay. So that but, energy is there, but there's just, you well, know. like I, I, it's really hard cause I don't know what the story is. If I knew the story, I'd be able to pwn in gotcha. on it, right. you know? Yeah. I don't know the story. I don't really, I don't know what she's thinking or feeling, you know? And look, sometimes we, we misread the situation guys. We look a lot of guys like, <laughs> Go ahead, because I'm with you on oh, it. Whatever man. you're going to say. He's like, I'm all in if she's all in. And I'm like, you should be all in on your own, right. whether Absolutely. she is all in or not. I agree with but you. But I want so to hear what you're about to say, Then you're operating though. out of a place of fear. Right. So you can't let down your guard until you know that she's all in. Like, but you're already doomed. There's another half of that, though, that could also be, like, doing that. And you were going to say something. because. Well, I think that we can misread things right. sometimes. I, I think that guys uh, can misread a girl's interest quite often. Let's just put it this way, guys. We, we think with our lower half. I'm sorry. That's what it is. They're like, they plow all in, and they don't take a moment to really think about what the other person wants. That's yeah. what I think Look, I know, I know that as a woman, just yeah. from my own personal experience, I know that if I smile at somebody, that person's going to think I'm interested in right. them. Right. So all the time, I get, why don't you smile? Why don't you smile? because that person's going to think I want to bang them. Right. And look, right. that is what a lot of women experience. Mm-hmm. They they really do. Um, not everybody, not everybody, but it is it is quite common. If I if I am if I'm at a gas station, right? And I'm I'm kind in passing. I know somebody's going to say something to me every right. single time. It's relentless. There are no breaks. And so a, a lot of women, um, you know, uh, are can just be uh, kind in mm-hmm. nature or be pleasant. And those things are misread and misinterpreted by a lot of guys. They, they are perceiving interest when somebody's just being nice. Now, mm. I don't know if that's the case for this guy. Right. But that's the other half I was thinking about. I There's the what you said is very true. But then there's this flip side. That's where I thought you were going with that because yeah. they're misinterpreting it automatically already from the Mm get-go and so if he's having and by the way most guys who interpret it wrong wouldn't even have that fear so i think his is probably legitimate though because if he's thinking that i feel this way but i'm not sure if she feels this way which you know poor guy he's just not fully you know like fully knows his senses right um, if i'm saying that right but guys who just go in full plow and just think oh yeah without even feeling that sort of thing they're just wrong well here's here's what i would tell um your follower ask yeah just ask. Mm, I like that. Just ask. Like, ask where she's at. Share your feelings. Like, what what do you have to lose, mm-hmm. honestly, besides getting clarity and insight? And and even if know. even if it's a no, you are still moving in the direction that you're supposed to be moving down. Because if it's a no, then that's not your person. Yeah, right. it's I not even your say person. If someone gives me an I don't know, I don't know is an answer for me, mm-hmm. and I'm moving on. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I I feel like sometimes like you should know, and if you don't know, that's your answer. Yeah, that's a great point. So I feel like a lot of people sometimes just as an for excuse, me, though, yeah, I just, just and I don't know doesn't work. Answer. But I like that you just use it as a red flag, no matter what. Not a red flag, just a it's yeah, a definitive it's just, moment. Yes, and I don't like, know yeah. is 
Either for you're me, trying not to hurt knowing. my feelings or you just don't really want to, whatever it is, it's, I don't know, it's just a cop out. Regardless. I mean, sometimes people, re- like, I, I always relate it back to me because sometimes I really truly don't know. But that's okay, but at least but, you should have some but sense But I of, feel like sometimes I don't know is not a good response for me. Like, but, but if you back it up and say, look, I don't know because this is where I'm at with you now at this moment, you know, not just an I don't know and leave it at that. So I'm going to make it about me right now. Okay. So I, I don't know what I want, like moving forward, like in the scenario I'm at. Okay. But for me, I just feel like I need more time. Yeah, and that's okay. But, but they, she should just express but that though, right? She told me, she said, then you would know. Okay. Well, look, I what what I said was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh no, you don't. <laughs> George, turn on the spotlight. I think we got Jamie Lynn. Uh, We're stopping uh, her. Right. Um, <laughs> what I said is. <laughs> uh, well, what I wanted to point out and what I really picked up on was, uh, is there a connection? That's how I wanted her to evaluate it because right. that's what's going to give her clarity and insight. That is something that's instant. That is something that you know. Now, timing could be off all these things. And connection is something that is spiritual. It's a familiarity. It's a peace. Um, it's a gravitation, a pulling, something that is otherworldly. Again, very spiritual that we can't explain, but there's a peace about it, okay? Um, and it's beyond attraction. And that is something that you just know. Right. Um, and it, it's not. it doesn't really require a lot of effort. And it's really intense, right? And so I was telling her to evaluate it from that perspective um, rather than, you know, trying to figure it out intellectually. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. What does your heart say? Hmm? What, what does your heart say? <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Jamie, show me those notes. Later, okay? <laughs> we don't need her. You mean my doodling? She's going to give me permission. I'm family. She'll give me permission. Don't worry about her. I'll jump in there. Show me the notes. No, oh, God. <laughs> no, so. but, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I get I that. think I have a little more work to do. I'll be calling you on Friday. <laughs> Shit, today's um, Friday. Sounds good. I'm calling you on Wednesday. <laughs> okay. I hear, I, I understand about the timing though. And I, I can understand that, but I, and I get what you're saying about the, I don't know, because I feel like yeah. it does put a, someone's not really certain, but sometimes, you know, I guess you might have to read how certain it is. Like I don't back down from something. If someone's, you know what, Chris, I, it's rare, but they yeah. go, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if I, la, 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 but I'll be sure if I, if I'm feeling it intuitively, I will put, present it and say, yeah. this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I know you're probably not there, but I'm just letting you know how I feel. I love that I'm approach. Okay with that, mm-hmm. you know? I love, I love right. that approach. Yeah. You know, um, right. the, the, the caveat to this is, is that sometimes with connection, connection is so fucking scary. All right. Right. It's so scary that we can run from it. Um, but I still think there is like a, oh, I know, mm-hmm. you know, okay. I know. And so it's getting kind of connected to that. Um, and look, I, I know I get scared. Though. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a separate issue though. Right. And so evaluate it from work to do, <laughs> evaluate it from the connection piece. That'll lead in, that'll lead and guide you. And then, you know, for me personally, I pray about everything. Um, that again, I have to connect to something higher than myself, Okay, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Mm. I think I've, no, I just have a little more healing to do. That's okay. So right. it's clearly like my issue, which I'll yeah. own. Yeah. Right. Like that, your trauma. Look, if you have, I, when women come to me and they want, you know, relationships, um, and they're looking for a partner, I always work on healing with them always. 
Um, because look, if, if they met that perfect guy, yeah. I said, if I, if, mm-hmm. if you had that perfect guy, I think I said this with yep. you. Yeah. You're going to self-sabotage. Oh. I said, well, oh. not only that, I said, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. You wouldn't trust it. Okay. You wouldn't trust it because you're so broken. Right. You've been so wounded. So you have to really heal that part and you have to believe that it even exists. You have to believe in that goodness. You have to believe that it's for you and that you're worthy of it. Right. You have to work on that piece of it. Otherwise, it can land in your lap and you will throw that shit away. Yeah, no matter what comes at yeah. you, then, if that's the case. It's funny, like, um, I tell a lot of my, my girlfriends that I say, oh my God, like, I can sense when they're slightly broken in theory. Um, yeah. And you just know they're just such a great soul and a great person, but yeah. they're just not ready for anyone. And yeah. it's sad to me sometimes. It's I'm like, tough. Well, it is tough because you just you can just see that they're going to be happy if they, even if it's the right guy. I know. And nothing worse than the right person, guy or girl going, you know what? You're amazing, but I can just see you're just not ready yet. It sucks, that's right? That's what right. we like, I need like... to pass on her number because <laughs> I'm serious. They're like, I have witnessed that too. And yeah. I'm like, man, if you just did a little bit of work, I just always feel like, gosh, we can get you there. Yeah. You know? Right. right. Yeah. All right. Everyone out there in um, dating intelligence land, <laughs> you're learning a lot today on narcissism all the way yeah. to your own Good self stuff. insecurity always or whatever. Always learning but, from you. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and it all joins hands together because sometimes the people at the, the weakest amount is where they get pounced upon and not even know. All of a sudden, you're in the, caught up in this whirlwind. You don't yeah. even know it half the time, right? Yeah, you know, I think um, I think it can really blindside you, and sometimes you're in too deep before you recognize really what it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, if that's the case, then I really wanted to dive into the open relationship with you, but I know we're like almost out of time. What part of the open relationship? Well, huh? Oh, just, like yeah, oh, like just the topic. An op- open, yeah, open, the gotcha. whole like. Yeah. I know that's like totally um, like off topic, but um, yeah. Okay. Have to come back. We have to have you back one. again. I'm I'm yeah. here for it, guys. <laughs> right. Sign me up. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I think you just thank you. By the way, there's there's this is a long and drawn out thing, and it's I find it fascinating because it's just like, it's just like I'm just like I just want to know, and it's like it's super. Exciting. I mean, I can talk about this stuff yeah. for days. It's guys. very I love it because yeah. it just it, because so many paths of just this crosses over from just even the best relationships. Yes, that, it it's does. all crossover. Yeah. But we do yeah. have a tendency to throw out that word a little too much. Um, we do look people. i think i think narcissism is definitely a word that is overused mm-hmm. absolutely and i think we really need to educate ourselves on on what it is and i don't expect everybody to be an expert on it but not everybody that breaks your heart is a narcissist right um and look at the end of the day my message is this it doesn't really matter if they are or aren't it doesn't really matter if they're a narcissist or an asshole not everybody's going to be for you even a great guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even a great guy that has all the accolades and everything that you want if that ain't your person let him go right yeah. right you know but you're perceiving in your mind that's what you want and so you it's hard to let go it's hard it's hard to let go um and a lot of people pick for the wrong reasons yeah. anyway um but ultimately, none of those things are going to make you happy. Right. You just think that they are. Even somebody that looks great, if that is not your person, you're not going to be happy with them. Yeah. It's as simple as someone always saying, like, and we've all had people say this to all of us, where it's like, you know, I'm just not happy in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, and I can use it just as a job. Mm-hmm. I, I hate my job. Then leave. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. your job now is a narcissist. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Think about it. You know, in theory, it really is. It's like, why? Well, if one thing I do not do is, it's like, if I don't like something, I'm done. I'm yeah. out. Like I will not stray, I will not straggle. I'm just like I will pack my bag and I will leave everything there and get the hell out. Mm-hmm. So 
I did that. Probably because I probably did something wrong, but you know. No, but other I than mean, that, I didn't do anything no. wrong and I left everything. I was like, peace out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, see, but that's the strong side of you, though. Like, I don't think you linger that much, though. No. Yeah. When I'm done, I'm mm -hmm. done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one well, that's strong that side survival. Of her. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's, and look, I tell people this all the time. Like, a lot of women can, and men can beat themselves up for having, you know, that, that detachment or, or you know, that, that, that that strong part of them and look that you know the hypervigilance those kinds of things and how they can be just serving in their current relationships they're not bad things they helped get you through some really really tough times it works really great if there's a bear in the woods coming after you it sucks if you're just trying to walk down the sidewalk right you know so yeah. we have to learn how to turn those things off okay. when when we don't need to okay wow that's really good jamie thank you for that um, all right, we're going to jump to our question today. I'm going to give you oh. the hardest one that's oh, been God. Well, because we have you here. We can do this one. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't really want to. You don't want to ask me off. what my favorite color well, is? Well, I could, but then that's like saying you'd get bored on that one. Really, I probably so. would. I need to challenge Give me the you. hard shit. Yeah, all right, here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, it's a little, it's a little, it's a Twizzlers big one. Twizzlers so. or red vines? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. No, okay, my boyfriend and I have been together for almost four years now. Mm -hmm. We don't live together and are not engaged. Now, I do have an 11-year-old that adores him and vice versa. How do I approach the conversation of the next step, i.e. getting engaged, without pushing him away or being too aggressive? I don't want to give an ultimatum, but also have hopes of trying for another child. Am I being unreasonable? And should I just let time take its course or stand my ground and walk away if he can't make that commitment? Hmm. It's been four years, almost four years. Okay. Why are you afraid? Right. Okay. Oh. Why are you? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. Why are you afraid? <laughs> okay. Because that to me says a lot. Okay. You shouldn't be afraid to have this conversation. The fact that you've waited four years says that there's fear. There's a fear and probably a knowing mm -hmm. that she is connected to that. If she pushes him, he's out. That's probably, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Sorry. I, I already, look. I already know that. that that's the thing. She knows. Wow. Look, I already know that that's the thing. And this is what God does. Okay. I swear to okay. God, this is what it is. Okay. okay. Um, and you got it too. Got so, it. okay. So you, you're already connected. Um, and look, we're all connected. That's why that, that's why those things happen. So what you really need to ask yourself, darling, is this, you already know that if you push him, he could leave. Mm -hmm. That's information for you. Okay. What I would encourage you to do is have the conversation and I would, you have nothing to lose in sharing what you want. And if he cannot step up and give you that, then the two of you are not aligned. Okay. And if you want to have another baby, that, that's wonderful. But you want to have that baby with somebody that wants to have that baby with you. And right. here's another thing right. that's going on with her, scarcity and fear. Okay. A woman has a clock, right? That ticks and ticks and ticks and that, and you, but you do not pick from that place. You have to pick from the abundance that God has for you. Mm -hmm. You have to pick that you are in divine timing and perfect timing and perfect order and make decisions from that point. Um, and that is all I can really say about that right now right. without having talked to her directly. Right. Wow. Okay. That's great. Um, can I jump in? Yeah. Okay. So I'm. Yeah, amazing. And um, just to kind of dumb, dumb it that. down for our, some of our viewers, <laughs> I'm going to dumb it down. Um, you've been together for almost four years. And if mm -hmm. you feel like you cannot communicate a simple fact on, hey, a conversation about getting married 
or being engaged. I mean, that should happen with most people after, I don't know, eight months, but this is almost four years and you still can't communicate that fact because you're afraid that even if you've had the conversation, he's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. You're, you're allowing him to lead this whole thing without you ever having a say. And that already is a lose, lose situation for you. So, I mean, my, my take on this is that you're probably gonna have to walk away. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to say. I don't, I wouldn't even entertain mm -hmm. any more talk because even if you present it, it's going to be a no. Sorry. And you know what, Chris? Like, I'm sure she has already had this discussion. Okay. And I'm sure she and, has. And I know. That's what right. I was going to say. Yeah. Four yeah. years, I'm seeing someone for two months mm -hmm. and I've already had the marriage conversation. Right. Exactly. Like, so we know, like, what our what we want, like going into something. Right. And then especially like four years, like Jamie said, they've had to have had the conversation. So I say, mm, out, he's not your person. Okay. But what if, um, can, I'm going to throw a little wrinkle on this sure. for both you guys. Um, what if he comes back? Cause we don't know. We don't, we can't read into right. this. Like he's like, you know what, honey? And I'm, and I'm not going to, and I know the answer, but I'm just going to put it out there for other people. It's like, you know what, honey, I'm just not where I want to be yet with our, with me and da da da. And I, yes, I do want to marry you. And it's sincere, but he's maybe you can see some fear in him. He's a little afraid. Mm -hmm. And she, if she can pick that up, what do you do with that then? Well, I don't, I don't make decisions for my life based on somebody else. Okay. So if okay. I want to yeah. get married and somebody doesn't want to get married, I make a decision on what's going to align with what my needs, wants, and desires are. Okay. So I don't wait for anybody. Okay. You're either on board or you're not. Right. Yep. I hear you. All right. Um, yeah, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm going to have to call your girlfriend on this one. So um, thank you for that. Yeah. And when you said um, um, you said something about anger or something, I was going to say, I was going to ask anger, um, committing to leaving or committing to talking. That's what I was going to jump in and say at that one point. We said, hold on a minute. So that's why. Oh, I'm so sorry no. for interrupting you. No, no, no. You, no, you didn't interrupt um, me. You answered it. Great. But I was just I was just like, because I know you said you have to make a choice. And it's a choice to either leave or to actually have the conversation. Yeah. That's where I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. But but either way, I, I think that you know your answer. Yeah, Bottom it's always line, you know worth the, the conversation. But yeah. And you know I where mean, that conversation is going to go. Hands down. Mm -hmm. So I think I think she's connected to it. I know she's connected to it. And that's why she's avoiding it. Okay. That's hard. It's not easy, yeah. especially when you invest all that time. You know, is it, it is really but a lot of time though. Four well, years. Look, like the only thing worse than that is four years in one day. You know, right? Well, <laughs> before this episode comes out, it's going to be four years in about five weeks. Yeah, so, so make I sure mean, you follow up with I'm us good, and know, let us know, know how Please this goes. Please follow up with us. I'm sorry. It's like we. Yeah, you know, sometimes we do have these conversations though, and the 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 fl the script flips. So um, I've addressed certain things and then all of a sudden they backtrack and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't feel like that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think that is a red flag in its own. Okay. Like we know well, that that is somebody possibly something to evaluate is somebody saying and doing whatever it takes to get you back in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Got it. So, again, what you want to look for is the pattern. OK, okay? look okay. for a pattern. Yeah. OK. Not dress pattern either, and just look for the pattern. <laughs> okay. All right, um, Jamie Lynn, I always love making you laugh. It's fun, girl. All right, um, please let us know where they can find you, and but uh, once again, talk about the attached video on your Instagram, correct? Yes, yeah. So um, my Instagram is Jamie underscore Lynn L Y N N and four underscores because you know <laughs> longest underscore ever. <laughs> underscores suck because you never know how many underscores are there. It yeah. always lines up like one. I line. have four. Okay. Uh, so uh, you can find me on my Instagram. Um, also, you can um you can email me or dm me okay. and i'll take requests that way you can find me on psychology today and you know book an appointment with me um i am accepting i am accepting clients right now it is all cash pay right um so yeah i should probably say that <laughs> <laughs> all right and jamie what about you uh jamie underscore villamore and um big shout out to body armor thank you guys 
so much for stocking us with all our H2O. Nice. All right. I'm going to plug uh, my friend Laura Powers' book, Rock Your Podcast, today over here. Laura Michelle Powers, look her up. <laughs> also, I want to give a shout out. Please uh, follow us at Anything Dating Intelligence on social media and our YouTube page. Please subscribe and watch the show. This is a good one, guys. All right. George, thanks back there behind the helm today. Thank you, George. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. (laughs) And thanks for not backing me up. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I got you next time, Chris. Thanks, man. I think I know you do. You always have my back. All right, guys, that's another episode. And thanks once again. And all right, we're out.